everyone, and welcome to Angel Talk, Reflections of an Ambitious Angel Mom. My name is Philip Kerrigan. I am the Executive Director of Raise for Rowan. We are the organization that assists families suffering from the loss of a child with funeral cost assistance and emotional support. Uh, I am not joined by the Ambitious Angel Mom right at the moment. She's going to come in in just a few minutes because we are going to finish up part two of our really, really moving interview with Jeff and Tony Babick, the founders of Our Little Sparrows. It's an organization that helps families who are suffering through the loss of a child through miscarriage and how they uh, they help actually navigate folks through that grief journey. Uh, you might remember last week, part one, we actually had an opportunity to sit down with them and talk about their actual personal story of loss um, and their beautiful angel that is now in heaven, Olivia, and uh, had a chance to actually sit down and talk about the feelings that they had going through their own personal miscarriage uh, moment and then all of the sort of incredible uh, coincidental tragedies that happened around the same time. So uh, basically how they were there for each other, how they stuck by each other, and how they got through it and where they are at today. Today's interview is actually with them talking about the creation of their organization, Our Little Sparrows, how it came to be, what they do, and where you can find some of their services. So a really amazing conclusion to an interview with a couple of beautiful people who are trying to enter some good into the world through very, very dark times. So I don't want to take up any more of your time. I'm going to go ahead and toss it to part two right now. And here is the interview with Jeff and Tony Babick, the founders of Our Little Sparrows. All right. I want to um, kind of divulge in Our Little Sparrows. I love that you guys shared where the sparrows part came from in your um, mm -hmm. in the name of Our Little Sparrows. But what kind of services do you guys offer? And tell us, tell our listeners, you know, what you represent at Our Little Sparrows. Well, yes, we started Our Little Sparrows because we ourselves experienced the lack of support for, for couples and families who are basically walking a similar path that we did, that were given either a fatal diagnosis or maybe it's a challenging pregnancy and the health of the baby, it might be uncertain. Right. Mm -hmm. It's really hard to navigate all of those, you know, those questions that come up um, and, you know, even doctor's appointments and so forth. You know, what questions do I ask? What do, how do I prepare? Um, so we felt that there was such a lack of information and knowledge to parents. Um, and so we wanted to do something, although initially we had always felt like a calling to help it and support families right. in some way, but we just didn't know what that looked like for a long time. And mm -hmm. so, I mean, initially, primarily, we made ourselves available to the, our church. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we, mm -hmm. yeah. So we and met with also, our pastors and we shared our story and said, if anyone ever comes to you, we're open. Yeah. To, to walking walking alongside them before and after. Yeah. And that's a good point. Oh, um, you know, it took us to start sharing our story mm -hmm. and yeah. hearing people hearing um, what our struggles were through that journey for people to be like, Hey, you know, um, I know someone that had this happen to them or, you know, here's an organization that might be helpful to you. So it started connecting us to different people, different organizations, and just by sharing our story. And so um, we just kind of 
got connected with other people. I actually attended a women's retreat for lost moms and met an amazing group of women who have um, experienced pregnancy and infant loss of all different types of stories. And um, just through those connections, I think it even helped us to see what other opportunities there were for us to support the pregnancy and infant loss community. Mm -hmm. So when we kind of, when we sat down and said, okay, we want to actually form a business, we want to actually do something official. Then I started, we started asking, okay, what, what can we, what can we get certified in or, or yeah, certified in that's going to establish us to, to offer a service and what does that service look like? And it's so awesome. This retreat in Ohio, um, that's in the Santa Barbara area that Tony went to these amazing women, um, Amy lands. She's, she's well known as a, as a pregnancy and infant loss author in our community now. Um, she wasn't then, but, Mm. uh, she had lost her, her daughter, Ruthie Lou, and we're really good friends with her. And, um, Tony goes, let me talk to Amy. Amy said that she's a certified grief specialist or something. Yes. And so that's where we established that I would go get uh, certified in grief and recovery or uh, grief recovery method. Um, and we, we didn't even, I didn't, we didn't know what we were getting into. We just took yeah. a <laughs> referral. I went to, I went to the, the four day intensive training and boy, is it intensive. Oh, I bet. Uh, emotionally. Uh, and then you're doing the work at the same time yeah. and you're and they're teaching you the process and everything all in four days. And then you obviously continue, um, there on after, but the first initial is very overwhelming. Yeah. A lot of work, but it, I found it to be an amazing, um, uh, set of tools yeah. to offer to, to any grieving person, mm-hmm. but particularly we decided that was going to be the one of, of the services that we wanted to offer. Mm-hmm. So I got super, I got trained first and Tony got trained but Tony also got special specialized training uh, outside of grief recovery, which is our other service. Right. I um, started a tr- certification program in birth and bereavement doula. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I honestly didn't ever really know what a doula was. Yeah. yeah. I looked at it and I just wanted to be someone that could support women mm-hmm. in their pregnancy, during their pregnancy, during their, del- their delivery labor and delivery and postpartum. Right. And so this was a program that would help me to be able to do all of that. Wow. And this program was specific to bereavement. And so it taught us how to walk alongside families, how to hold space um, for those questions to that they want to ask, but maybe don't even know how to ask um, how to do a birth plan yeah. for a Knowing that their baby's going to die. Yeah. They've been pre-diagnosed. So all of those things. So I took the certification. It took me a while. And um, also, I think think it was actually 2019 or no, 2018, I got certified. I finally got the certification. And so, um, and that has been something that, you know, I... I've had a yearning for, mm-hmm. um, I also had an opportunity because I've had this, um, training to become a volunteer doula at one of our local hospitals oh, in Sacramento. Cool. And so yeah. 2019, I started volunteering and it was such an amazing experience. It, mm-hmm. it also gave me that practical experience, but also, um, just to be able to walk with families. Um, and, and, and it's the same hospital. Well, it's not the same hospital, but the same, uh, group of, of, 
child life specialists, uh, the high risk maternity nurses, like they're all familiar because yeah. they had yeah. shut down the hospital that we uh, birthed oh, Olivia yeah. at years before and they, they moved to a brand new facility downtown Sacramento. Oh, yes. so that's cool. Tony got re-engaged with everyone. Yeah. Wow. Suzanne, which our nurse, uh, we haven't said a whole lot about her, but we stay connected with her. Yeah. We wrote her Aww. a very special special card yeah, and everything to her cool. after that's we left the hospital awesome. seven years ago. Yeah. So we've stayed connected. Yeah. And also with the Nikki Child Life. Child Life, um, yeah. So it's been amazing to be reconnected with them and working together with them in this capacity. So they know what we're doing. And mm-hmm. Yeah. It's um yeah. yeah, it's been one of the most rewarding experiences I've had. Um but unfortunately because of COVID COVID nineteen yeah. and all of that. Um that well, got shut down. Well temporarily and then right. it's just, you know, for certain reasons risk. we've we've slowed right. that down. And so right. and also too hospitals are limiting the number of support people in the delivery room. So usually it's, you know, the father of the baby or right. another close relative. And so the, the doula part of it um, is probably is a little bit slower. But those are the but, primary, those are the primary two services that we yeah. offer. Obviously the grief recovery is very, uh, even though it's a seven week program versus mm-hmm. the four day intensive I went through to, to be certified initially, mm-hmm. it's still something that we recommend after loss mm-hmm. and not prior to loss. Cause there's so much to process mm-hmm. on that journey. Yeah. And so they, the two are actually married together really well. And I do mm. remember now when you got certified as a doula, I'm like, now I feel, I feel left behind. I need to get certified in something. <laughs> Cause I, we, I, I really wanted to do this with her. And I wanted it to be us as a couple because I think there's a lot missed out there in our society. This is a whole other conversation, but the dads are really either in the dark about it or mm. left in the dark, yeah, and not as engaged as they could be mm-hmm. if they were given the opportunity. Oh yeah, they just need an opportunity, whether they choose to take it or not is a whole mm-hmm. other, another deal. But these are the two services we offer because we feel like it's a good marriage, um, but we but we don't recommend the grief recovery process until you after loss. So that you can yeah. really start processing the loss. How do folks and discover? Also, how do folks discover your services? How do you guys usually come in contact with, with people who, who uh, yeah. find themselves in this circumstance? Yeah, well, that's kind of a tough nut to crack. Yeah. Um, well, we're all on be- because we're, this media. is a two man. This is a this is a two person deal. But yeah. Social media. I've really dived in deep on it since mm-hmm. uh, April of last year when we started our YouTube channel. Yeah. Um, so really just getting our, getting our voice out there, um, connecting with, uh, Facebook groups as Mm -hmm. our little sparrows is our, is our, our, it's not nonprofit at this point, but will be our nonprofit. It's our core, um, support that we want to give back to our community, but we also have the label GT Brabeck, Jeff and Tony Brabeck. So online, we mainly join these Facebook groups and these um, Instagram groups as Jeff and Tony Brabeck sharing their story of loss. Mm-hmm. And then when moms and when the post is specific about baby loss, we share our loss and then we'll give a link to one of our YouTube episodes that has that's applicable to that situation. Mm-hmm. And really, that's, cool. that's we're just social media right now getting yeah. the word out. Yeah. Well, social media is huge. But in, in our backyard, yeah. But in our backyard, it's it's churches, OB offices, mm-hmm. um, uh, maternal health, yeah. um, mops groups, which is um, through, typically through churches. It's, it's mops group. So those are all like 
on the ground, um, people that know about us and, and, you know, you got to have both ends of the spectrum. You got to yeah. have your digital presence and you got to have your, you know, word of mouth um, right. in your backyard. That's so, so in your city. that's so awesome. Um, I wanted to ask, were you both right away after um, the loss of Olivia compelled to start our little sparrows or did it take a while? Um, how did it, you know, come into your hearts that this is what you wanted to do and how did you, where, where did you feel that drive coming from? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think, yeah, I think it's different for each way, of us. I'm pretty sure for me, I wanted <laughs> to help for sure. Um, I wanted to do something and I felt like because I had this experience of, of not knowing what I was doing, not knowing what to expect and not having anybody kind of walk me through it. That's mm -hmm. was like, I know that obviously that's a void. I want to be able to do that with that, um, at that capacity. So I felt that, um, at least getting knowledge, um, as much as I can of how to walk alongside somebody mm -hmm. during their pregnancy, um, and then get the experience and training about being with them in the delivery mm -hmm. as well as postpartum. And so the doula program I found was the closest to what, um, I felt I was looking for. Mm. And so I, I did that training and then we did the recovery training, brief recovery. Um, but, and so I feel like the formation of Arlo Sparrows, it did take time to kind of visualize what this was going to look like. Yeah. And we just knew that we wanted to help. We wanted to provide service. We wanted to provide support. We wanted to provide, we wanted to let people know that you, they are not alone. You right. are not alone. Um, but I think was it was important too is we didn't rush it. Yeah. I think it's just like it's just like talking about that initial trauma, um, and then having the numbness of not really feeling much of anything because you can't you're you're having you're wrestling with that you know the mental and the and the emotional and everything, and yeah. then you know you want to do something but you don't know what that looks like and i would even talking to neighbors and stuff i'd be like i am i know i'm changed but i don't know what that looks like yeah right now. yeah and because this happened later in life it didn't happen when we were 20 it didn't happen when we were 22 or 25 i think there's also a level of maturity mm -hmm. um in how you process it you yeah, know how could sure. it not be because the more life experience you have the the different approaches you usually take on mm -hmm. to problem solving yeah. and whatnot so we let it kind of stew um four months after losing olivia we got a part of sharing parents of sacramento which is um pregnancy and infant loss support within a year after that um we had already become volunteers and within a year after that i got into facilitating monthly grief support and i got a taste of it mm. i got a taste of not just being a parent in the round table passing the weighted heart and sharing your story one at a time and meeting these facilitators that are just strangers, but yet they've volunteered their time on a Sunday night, <laughs> but, but I got a taste of it. And so it kind of the pieces, right? The pieces kind of start to, to fall into place, kind of melt, and then you get inspired. Um, and then you're like, okay, I'm starting to see how we could map this out and what this looks like. And then, you know, the sparrow part, like Tony was talking about early on and like, uh, I don't know, it's better, it's best for you to share that, yeah. but, but we formed the name, our little sparrow into our little sparrows 
because it made sense with our miscarriages mm-hmm. and Tony mm-hmm. uh, and Olivia, sorry. Those are our three losses. It's yeah. plural, but it also serves the community as a whole because it's yeah. all of our sparrows. Yeah. Yeah. yeah That's beautiful. The That's the sparrows is it took years to come together. To, yeah. To simple yeah. So yeah. you guys mentioned a YouTube channel. Can you talk a little bit yeah. about the YouTube channel? Because it sounds like it's one of the ways that you can get connected with people. Mm-hmm. We, yeah, we felt like we felt like that could be our calling card because we, you know, again, this is a two-person. Uh, this is just this is just us doing all of this. So this learning curve is huge, and it takes a long time. But it, but because of COVID, it made more sense. But we'd already thought about it before. Uh, I was trying to think, okay, how can we establish credibility without? you know, beyond our story. Yeah. Cause, and cause, cause the story is huge and it, and it gives the foundation for your why. But in addition to that, why then you have to answer the question, what are you going to provide? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I just, I was, I, I, I just, I was just really compelled that, that we need to lay an evergreen content that no matter where someone is in the process of loss, if they've been pre-diagnosed or if it's after the loss, they can plug themselves into our our YouTube episodes. Yeah. So we initially thought of a grief uh, a grief series. So the pregnancy journey, grieving from diagnosis to the loss of your baby and beyond, which is applicable to mainly just moms that have been pre-diagnosed. In addition to that, we also do topical weekly. So we are doing two episodes a week for from April to the end of uh, 20, 2020. Mm-hmm. And so we did a weekly topical. Um, and we talked about all sorts of different types of conversations around loss, but we really felt like that evergreen content that we laid down on the grief series, the pregnancy journey would really be the foundation of if anyone came to us and said, and said, I'm thinking about it, but I'm not sure we could point them to this playlist of 25 episodes that take a person through the general journey of diagnosis to loss your baby and beyond. And that's that, that's that evergreen content that never, mm. never goes away. It's always yeah. applicable. Yeah. No, that's right? great. And someone could plug themselves in. Yeah. So, so that's our first grief series. And then this year we haven't, we, we started it and then Tony, we found out we were pregnant. So we kind of put a pause on the second, second grief series, which is from loss, from the loss and on. Mm-hmm. So it's really defining the grief. What is grief? What does grief look like? Are the five stages of grief applicable? Do, are they realistic? What do they look like? And then what does grief look like for me as an individual? If I'm in a partnership or a relation or a marriage, a committed relationship, what does that look like between me and my partner? Mm-hmm. So that that's the crux of the second series that we, grief series that we want to do. And again, that's that evergreen content that never goes away. Yeah. If someone could plug themselves in in any situation. We Great. basically yeah. wanted to answer questions that people were asking but didn't know how to ask or how right. to find. Um, so it's like, how do you talk to your um, family and coworkers about what's going on? You know, how do you have, how do you plan to have a birth plan? Yeah. You know, it, right. things like that, that, um, you know, we just couldn't find ourselves. So it's like, well, these are the questions that we came up with during while we were, you know, pregnant. Um, and so we wanted to put something out there that to give some kind of guidance or um, as to how you know, someone would, you know, this is how we approach it. And Mm -hmm. so now that we've lived through it and now we've learned, you know, what we could have done and, 
and didn't do that kind of thing. Um, so we basically share a lot of our experience on these videos yeah. of how to navigate those questions right. mm -hmm. that maybe people don't necessarily know how to ask or what to ask. Right. Yeah, because these episodes are really not about us. We, we kind of interject here and there uh, because we experience this. We want to talk about that. It's mainly about that one person that might be watching on the other on the other screen, and we're mainly talking to them, and we're giving tips, we're giving suggestions, yeah. and we're also giving um, you know direction. If you're you know if you're it's like yeah, you'd have to look at it, but it's just we try. I have. We, I've we, been. We I've watched a, a few of your episodes. You guys are playlist. awesome. Yeah. Well, we're trying. I mean, yeah. it's. I will tell you, pregnancy and infant loss being a taboo subject to begin with. And then YouTube doesn't have a huge presence of doing like we're the only channel that we can find that we're doing what we're doing. Yeah. Other channels are mainly like people that are already influencers and then they experience the miscarriage. So they have a spike in this talk about the miscarriage and then that dies and they've moved on. Yeah. yeah. Right. When yeah. we're the channel that, that talks about it all the time, every time. Yeah. That's and, great. You know, it's a really yeah. neat way to, to create something that, that anybody at any away. point can can enter into. I think that's, yeah. I think that's a really powerful tool. It's a good way to offer emotional support. Yeah. Um, that's free that anybody can go yep. to your YouTube yes. and what is exactly. your YouTube channel? Yeah. What's the YouTube channel? Well, we're, we're struggling on getting to a hundred subscribers so I can, so I can give it its, its own name. So it's very frustrating. Um, that's kind of what but I was getting to. You can search our little sparrows. Unfortunately, Perfect. there's no YouTube.com. Okay. YouTube.com backslash our little sparrows. Not yet. Not yet. It's, been, it's been an uphill battle to yeah. get people to the channel. Hey, we feel yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we might have four subscribers to our YouTube page. We haven't accessed it very much. Yeah, we don't use our YouTube very often. <laughs> but we do that. But that is, um, you know, yeah. that is the reason we created Angel Talk was to be able yeah. to offer a free source for yeah. anybody that um, is dealing with grief or specifically child right. loss that they can tune into Angel Talk and listen anytime. Um, and really exactly. just sharing our, my personal experience, but also guests like yourselves to offer some kind of connection and offer hope and um, just right. provide them with information that, yeah. you know, maybe they aren't, right. mm -hmm. maybe they don't have anyone to ask these questions to, but we can discuss them, you know? So, yeah. so great. Well, and it's perfect too, because Tony's, when Tony walks side by side, a mom, who's currently been diagnosed and has yet to give birth, mm -hmm. we're able to, as she's stepping through these one week after a time, we're mm -hmm. able to suggest certain episodes yeah. for yeah. her to go check out. That's great. And it's actually added that additional support where she doesn't feel like I talk to Tony once a week and then she's gone. Yep. You know awesome. I mean? That's great. So That's it's awesome. been fun. It's been, it's been very learning curve, <laughs> but we, I love doing it. I'm a techie yeah. guy anyhow, so it's a yeah. good fit. That's really Great. cool. It's, it's been good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, before we wrap up and get um, kind of the rest of the information for our listeners, would you guys like to share a sissy sign with us? Yeah. Um, well, I think, yeah, we've kind of touched on it a few times, but the sparrows um, have been very predominant in our journey um, right from the very beginning with Olivia. And um, it was showed up in just different ways and, and more than just seeing, you know, Sparrows are obviously very common bird or everywhere, but um, but it would show up in very specific ways to me. And um, in the hospital room where we talked about that shadow, that was one way. Another way that came to me was um, I would just happen to be kind of walking in, uh, looking around in like this gift shop, and I was 
we just found out about the diagnosis and we were just out and about looking at you know this particular gift store that I like and there's this basket of just little kind of charms and trinkets and um there's a, a bunch in there and I just looked and I looked straight down and there was this one with a little sparrow on it with a crown okay. on its head and so I picked it up and I turned it around looked at the other side and there's um it says hope on the other side mm. And um, That's awesome. I was like, oh, wow. And I looked through the entire basket, and that was the only one with the sparrow and the word hope. Everything, wow. everything else was all different, and that was the only one. And so it was weird. Not weird, but, like, it's just my eyes went directly to that, mm-hmm. one, yeah. that one. That's like a and confirmation so just, for you. Yeah. And so yeah. it just kind of showed up in very specific ways. Um, I also, you know, relate a lot to the song, His Eyes on the Sparrow. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, and to me, it's like, yes, if 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 God is taking care of the sparrows, then how much more right. is he going to take care of us and our children? And Do you not have food in your, in your stomach? Do you not have clothing on your back? Yeah. yeah. And so he is going to take care of our, yeah. our children, right. whether they're born or unborn. Mm-hmm. And it may not be in the way that we hope right that, you know that our baby is healthy and alive and we can raise our children but right. he does take care of us he sees us and so um the sparrow is something that was just very significant to us and that we wanted to incorporate that into our and mm-hmm. into our name and how we serve i right. love it i think that's name. great it's so, it's personal yeah. and it's great. so meaningful Oh yeah. 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 Absolutely. I don't I don't necessarily have um, a, a sissy sign, but I will say that I I look I I look and I associate uh James with Olivia mm. at times. And I just think I wonder if that's what she she would have yeah. done or if she would have said it that way. Mm-hmm. And so I connect with I connect more physic more more with the physical, tangible um in front of me. That's kind of I have to think out loud. I have a hard time shutting up. <laughs> so that kind of puts me in a box right there. But um, but that yeah, I, I look for Olivia in our son. Um, cool. Yeah, and I, that is cool. And when cool. I saw the sparrow reflection in the hospital, I saw it and I said, so I, I said to her, I said, "Do you see that?" <laughs> She's like, "Yes, I've been staring at it." Oh, yeah, yeah. Really cool. that's really cool. That is beautiful. And I believe that too. I, I totally, I totally believe in 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 the Lord's, you know, promises, um, mm-hmm. to keep us and not to harm us. And, you know, it's like I said, it's like I said earlier, probably in part one of this part two episode, um, that, that we live in a fallen world and it's not that we have to put up with suffering. It's that in spite of our suffering, our Lord is still good. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. You know? And the, the last thing I want to say about the sparrow, which is absolutely mind blowing and oh, totally yeah. the Lord, this. <laughs> this is crazy business. Um, one of Tony's sisters uh, live in, lives in BC, British Columbia, and she had a newsletter for something that she was doing, and she included it. It was our newsletter. Oh, I'm sorry. It was yeah. our newsletter. Pardon me. Anyhow, she had our, our, our newsletter. I think she was at a women's conference, yeah. and she was at a table that was representing her church, I believe. But anyhow, someone saw um, the newsletter, and they're like, oh, Brayback, um, do you know what that means in Czechoslovakia? And, or do you know that's Czechoslovakian? And uh, her sister goes, no. <laughs> that's my brother-in-law. Yeah. Um, and she goes, well, do you know what that means in Czech? And she goes, no. She goes, it means sparrow. Oh, no way. Wow. No way. And then, 
she tells us I Google it and I go to Wikipedia and all that stuff and every everything says Sparrow. Break Get out of here. Sparrow in, in chat. Yeah. That is that's incredible. amazing. Yeah. Wow. That is it unreal. Right. No, we had no clue. And so we're like, well, that is obviously a sign. Right? Yeah. Confirmation. Like, um, praise God. Absolutely. I love the confirmation like that. That uh, is amazing. Absolutely. Yeah, that that is. is fantastic. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And here, years later, my dad buys a used car from a gal, uh, and she says, "Do you know how to pronounce your last name?" She goes, "It's like rubbish, rubbish." And I'm like, all these years, I'm thinking my name is rubbish. <laughs> and I'm like, praise God, it's not rubbish. Oh, that is so funny. That is, that's fantastic. That is great. That is awesome. Yeah, it's full circle, you know. Yeah. Even yeah. though we, we found that early uh, early on, then we had our subsequent losses, and it's like, it's like, this is perfect. We should pluralize it and be our little sparrows. Yeah, yeah that's beautiful. Our one sparrow, Olivia. Now it's our three sparrows. Mm-hmm. And it's now, now it's applicable to anybody's yep. sparrows that comes to us. And we want to just yeah. take them in the fold and Brilliant. And, and love them. And, they, and, and we're not looking to make them Christians. We're not looking to, to, to shove, you know, the gospel. It's like, that's not our intent, but we're not going to hide yeah. from our faith either. Yeah. And that's yeah. why we're very clear on our about page. Uh, where we come from, but our our goal is to love. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, offer that comfort and hope them. for your for for your people. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. Do you guys have a piece of advice or anything that you can recommend um, to support anybody that might be listening that is going through, you know, a similar circumstance of what you guys have experienced? Right. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, one thing I would say is, um, you know is to allow yourself permission to grieve when you have those moments of grief come up. I think a lot of times when we talk about miscarriage and stillbirth and, or any kind of pregnancy loss, um, there's a lot of taboo still surrounding that, those experiences and a lot of um, women and men feel like they cannot express their grief or that they can't grieve the loss of their baby Um, especially, you know, if it's an earlier miscarriage where maybe it was not physically visible at the time of loss, Mm -hmm. it becomes something like an invisible grief. And so, um, people around us don't recognize the loss of a baby as being something to grieve. And, um, so often I think maybe families, um, and parents try to just cope with it by themselves and it's very isolating. Um, but we know from our experience and from hearing a lot of many other stories that mm-hmm. it happens quite frequently yeah. more than we know. And so um, if, you know, whoever is listening has experienced a pregnancy loss at whatever gestational age and even infant loss, um, you know, that it's okay to, to grieve and it's okay for the days that you have that are, when you don't feel like grieving. Sometimes mm-hmm. you actually have days where, things feel either normal or maybe you feel kind of numb. Um, but what, whatever kind of state you're in, um, that it's okay, then that you're not alone. Mm-hmm. Um, as our part of our mission and as yours as well is to kind of bring awareness to, to loss and the feelings of grief that come with that and to make right. it okay to talk about, um, it's our society has 
put this pressure on us to say that we can't talk about death. We can't cry. It's not okay to cry. Um, you have to move forward. Mm-hmm. But we're saying it's okay to cry. It's okay to talk about death. It's okay to talk about our loved one. It's okay to talk and remember about our babies mm-hmm. who we maybe never got to hold or see. Mm-hmm. And um, so a lot of what we do is to bring awareness of the, um, the significant and some, a lot of times traumatic um, experiences that people go through and that it's something that we need to provide support to. We need yeah. to be able to give people freedom to talk about their babies, talk about their experiences because it's in sharing our stories that we can learn and also um, provide support to one another. Um, And I mean, I think that's mainly one of the big things that we Mm -hmm. want to try to convey to people and is that, and that they're not alone. You know, like you said, this is, this happens one in four pregnancy ends up one in four pregnancies ends up in miscarriage or stillborn or some type of pregnancy loss. And so that's a lot of, that's a lot of yeah, I think loss in general, any loss is one yeah. in four. And then there's different levels for stillbirth, miscarriage and such. Yeah, wow. just in general. The loss period. Yeah, pregnancy and infant loss. And it's, that's infant loss, I think, um, up, up to six months, up to yeah. a year. It's yeah. a lot. Yeah there's, yeah, there's different steps. But in general, it's basically, there's that's a lot of losses. And <clears> um, <throat> so there's a lot of women that have experienced, you know, miscarriage and the fathers too we need to provide support for the fathers that you know um that maybe they don't even feel like they have a voice um to to be able to say anything um Mm -hmm. so yeah just allowing ourselves permission to to feel and to grieve and um when those those moments come and they they do come Mm -hmm. and it's okay um and basically yeah um that's basically what we would from my from my perspective, the things that I would focus on are the things that are very personal to me and have, are kind of the core of who I am. Um, first and foremost is to communicate. Mm. Um, I know that was big when we met each other. Um, I finished my bachelor's degree in my and when I was twenty five. I went back and finished my bachelor's degree. I went up to Canada to Edmonton, and that's where I met Tone my second year of, of my my two years to get my degree. Um, and when we met each other, um, I was like, I was very clear with who I am and my struggles in, in my young adulthood um, and where I'm at currently as an adult, very open and honest with her. So when we, when we five years into our marriage, when we lost Olivia, um, it was, a, it was, it flowed. Mm-hmm. It was, it was, it was easier than probably it would have been had I not been so open because the way you start something is the way you finish it, right? Yeah. If you start, if you start poorly, you're, you're, you have the high potential or propensity to end poorly. Mm. Um, although we had that opportunity along the ways to mature and, and to grow, mm-hmm. but, but I really feel like the way we started our marriage prepared us for, and the way we lived for five years prepared us for that loss. So I, my biggest advice would be to not stop communicating, to share whatever is on your heart. Mm-hmm. I think the second thing I would share is something that, and I knew this, I knew this myself being emotionally expressive, but the second thing that I learned from the grief recovery, and I learned it 
you know, in their, in their specific saying is that grief is the normal reaction to loss, loss of any kind. And that, when I heard that last part, I knew the first part, mm -hmm. but when I heard the, the second half of it, it's a loss of any kind. It opened my eyes, it opened my heart and it makes you more sensitive, yeah. not just for your own health and your own being, but it makes you more sensitive for your partner, yeah. towards your partner, toward, towards that committed relationship or that marriage. And it makes you more sensitive towards others that are grieving. Yeah, for sure. And what I mean by the loss of any type is that it's not just the loss of a child, the loss of a relative, the loss of a human physical being. It's the loss of so many things, jobs, the loss of financial stability, the loss of your childhood home when your parents decided to sell it and move. You did, that wasn't your choice. Uh -huh. you know. And, and so that's the second thing that I would always... I would always lean towards with someone is to say what you're feeling and what you're going through is normal. Mm -hmm. mm. So we need to normalize grief. We need yeah. to make it acceptable and yeah. not something that we can, we can grieve for a moment, but then it needs to go away. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. You that's know? a really great to point. Leave that person alone so that they can grieve. It's like, no, that person needs you that's a really to good say point. that baby's name, to accept that that baby existed you know, and it goes yeah. on and on. But that's the second thing that I would impress upon someone beyond communicating is to know that you're normal mm -hmm. and what you're thinking and what you're feeling is normal. Yeah, that's fair. And the, the grief changes. Things. Yeah. Right. You know, yeah. I, I mean, it grief looks in different ways. Yeah. Grief looks different on day one versus seven years later. Yeah. You know, there's Absolutely, still yeah. feelings of grief, but it's changed so much, you know? Right. Well, that, okay. So that's the third thing and, and that you bring up a good point is that I would, I would bring up that you don't learn to get over grief. You learn to live through it. Mm -hmm. It becomes a part of you. Yeah. And that's good because I think that's the thing that allows us to go to bed every night peacefully and wake up in the morning with peace is to know that you're normal and to know that the grief will not end, but you can learn to live through the grief and not try and get past it or over it. Yeah. There is no getting over it. It's just, it's crazy. Uh, I shouldn't say crazy. That's the wrong word, but mm -hmm. it's not, it's not fair to put that kind of pressure on someone. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great point. Yeah. A great point. Well, uh, Jeff and Tony, we really want to thank you for coming on the podcast and, and, and getting really, really deep about your journey and, and how it's now turned into um, what it is today, which is helping people get through the same circumstances. We really want to thank you guys for coming on and, and sharing your story. Yeah. Can we, can we give you our contact information real quick? Yeah, yeah. of course. Uh, okay. So ourlittlesparrows.com is our website. And then um, at our little sparrows is uh our facebook and um instagram on our social media and, and what and and when and for the youtube episodes they just go to youtube and they can just search our little sparrows, our little sparrows. yeah, yeah. Come that's on, great. Get soon one day though one day they'll, yeah, yeah one day you'll get the channel that's right <laughs> okay we're at 71 we're so close our website's actually our little sparrows.org oh, .org. i said dot com yeah. oh, pardon me Okay. Org. I like that. I don't think that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. okay. Well, that is yeah. great. And we will also, uh, for our listeners, put your links available when I share on Instagram. Yeah. And um, yeah. we share also on Race for Rowan mm -hmm. and our Angel Talk mm -hmm. page as well. Thanks and we do have Facebook as well. So all of your information will be listed there for our listeners um, so they can get in touch with you if they in touch with you. That's correct. Not of you. <laughs> um, they can get in touch with you for any information or help and um, 
if they have questions yeah. for about your services that you offer. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Well, thank you so much for having us. Yes. yes, thank you. Thank you for doing what you're doing and thank you for offering support and hope for um, all the people that need it out there. We appreciate you guys. All right. And that was our interview with Jeff and Tony Babick the founders of Our Little Sparrows. We want to thank you for tuning into this podcast. We're very excited. Next week, Bryn is flying a solo mission. She's having her very first interview all by herself. It's a two-parter, and it's uh, with an individual from Down Under, down in Australia. So uh, make sure you tune in for that. That's really exciting. If you haven't had an opportunity, make sure to rate and review the podcast. Make sure to subscribe because the more subscribers you get, the higher we end up in feeds. And also make sure to share this podcast with anyone you think might be interested in getting a little grief relief on a weekly basis. That's it for the show today. We want to thank you for tuning in and uh, we will see you next week. Next week.